Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. Hola, it's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Uh, welcome to the new year. Welcome to 2020. Today, we're starting off the year without our co-host, David. Uh, way to start off the year, David. Oh, look at that. David, what do you, what do you have to say today? N nothing? He's awfully quiet. Well, I guess I have nobody to make fun of my dance moves today. Uh, well, there actually do is somebody here to make fun of the dance moves. Uh, that would be our producer, D-Money. Uh, we uh, forked up the cash and got him a camera. Uh, D-Money, why don't you say hello? What's going on, y'all? Good to be here today. Brand new year. Switching things up. I don't know why they call me D-Money. It's just as stupid as Robin's dance moves. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, if this is your first time checking us out, we are entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel where we take the old, boring, and stale information and package it up in a fun and sexy way. And I do want to give a shout-out to Global Media. There are media partners here and uh, help us broadcast this out to not just YouTube but other channels as well. And then here, we don't just do live streams. We also do deep dives. This is the live stream, though. Check out the deep dives. And then I uh, do got to throw out a quick disclaimer. We're not financial advisors. And proceed with caution. Thank you. So uh, what do we got in store for you today? Uh, we are going to talk on some articles today. We got all of our trending articles. We have our hot take, more of a discussion piece. Uh, and then we're going to touch on the market as well. And then we're going to send it off so that way we can uh, enjoy the year. So uh, one last thing, if you like the video, hit the like button. If you're not subscribed already, subscribe. And then uh, ring the notification bell because we got all kinds of cool deep dives. We got some really cool deep dives in production. Uh, so we're ramping up uh, the quality side on our on our end so really excited to see what's gonna come out so uh for today uh let's uh let's talk about where where, where bitcoin is we're at forty six thousand. so with bitcoin haven't seen a big run up we did have uh subpar december this year so with that said the big gains are coming january is gonna be beautiful my dude i'm really excited so i think Come second, maybe third week of January, I do expect the big, the big push, the big pumps. Uh, we do have a couple things in line for January as well. So, uh, really excited to see where the year uh, brings for us. Uh, and then, uh, let's get into the uh, the hot take there. What what, what we got? Oh, that's that's fuego, baby. It's hot. Okay, so today's hot take: twenty twenty two will be the year of the blank ecosystem robin hmm. what do you think so who's gonna take the crown for 2022 what ecosystem uh, i think you pretty much have to go with a layer one uh blockchain also for me i think the most promising ecosystem the most promising uh one out there right now is definitely cardano i'm telling you Everybody keeps hyping up Cardano. Everybody's talking about it underperforming. However, this, their smart contracts are going. This is the year Cardano. Don't be fooled. They have already made partnerships with two different African nations. They're helping uh, get people on the internet. And there's something that is going to happen this year that 
is going to really move the needle forward. So it's going to be digital identification, something that Cardano is working on. So if you're not familiar with digital identifications here in the United States, we have the luxury of a very good infrastructure that that has all of your documentation. So let's just say you want to go get your passport or you have your driver's license with the DMV. All of these things that we take for granted are something that a lot of third world nations don't have uh, an infrastructure built out for. So if you're applying for a mortgage or a loan, or you're going to college or you're moving, you transcripts, things, things of this nature it is very hard for somebody that was born outside of, uh, in an in infrastructure that can track who they are. And as simple as that sounds, the te blockchain technology is giving countries the opportunity to store this data and have it change in real time. So uh, when I say this, so think of it this way, uh, you have the, you have uh, the, the countries in Africa don't have, don't have identification Cardano, basically in Kenya for, we'll take Kenya for an example, uh, the middle school and high school students now have a DID, DID or a DID, which is the digital identification. And now they have their transcripts on, on this blockchain. They can graduate, they can have their information transferred over. There's no need for servers or data, or there's no need to, to email or contact the administrative offices back in the home country. It's all easily pull, you can easily pull any of this up through the Cardano network. So that's just the entry into their platform. So now if that's the entry into their platform, think of, think of it this way. When they decide to go get a bank account and they have difficulties, all of that infrastructure is going to be ready. So you're going to have millions of people in a foreign nation that have no, they have nothing but an opportunity to, they're basically forcing them to be exposed to the, to the Cardano network and forcing them to be exposed to blockchain. And so when they go to create a wallet, the infrastructure is already there. Uh, so Justin Isosely says, polka dot exclamation point. Uh, are you a polka dot homer, sir? I would assume so. So I do think Polkadot has a lot of promise. I could see why you're referencing Polkadot as the go-to 2022. They're lined up for it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they are the king. Uh, Gavin Wood, the founder of Polkadot, has... Uh, has uh, or the yeah, the founder of Polkadot, Gavin Wood, he was a co founder with Ethereum, so he has the track record. Uh, they have executed their their pair chain auctions, their second round of them. Uh, there's a lot of cool projects there, so uh, I'm excited to see who, who does well. I don't think there's gonna be essentially uh, a winner take all. You know, there's gonna be some that do better than others, but definitely Cardano for sure, in my opinion. But I can see Polkadot. And let's not forget about Solana. I think this year is the layer one DeFi is that's that's what's gonna shine. That's what's gonna be front and center. We're gonna get away from the adoption of NFTs from different corporations, you know, as far as their sole exposure to, to cryptocurrency, it's not gonna just be NFTs. So this year. Big expectations for large corporations accepting Bitcoin, accepting crypto payments, paying their employees in crypto, using blockchain for data management, and 
uh, I think Cardano fits, checks all those boxes. They, they fit very well for where I think they're going to go. Uh, Charles Hoskinson, uh, one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite guys ever. If you're not familiar with him, he has his own uh, podcast. He's the CEO of IOHK, which is the foundation that started Cardano. Uh, so we're all really excited to see where that goes. Uh, and this guy, Justin, is uh, he, he's alive in the chat. Yes, uh, love me some polka dot. Pair chain is going to explode. Ada or dot long term? Uh, so yeah, I, I think long term, definitely Cardano. Cardano has the vibe for me of like Apple. So if you think of Apple, the corporation, they seem to do things the right way. They're worried about quality. They're worried about the the uh, about basically getting their product in the hands of everybody in the world. And I feel like Cardano is doing the same thing. Uh, so I'm oh, really excited with that. Now uh, we'll get into the uh, the talking points. So let's uh, let's see what's trending this week. Uh, so, uh, with the talking points, you got my, my laptop pulled up articles. All right. So what do we got in store for, uh, articles today? So today we got Bitcoin hash rate recovers, reaches new all time high at the peak of China's crackdown on Bitcoin miners and trading activities within its jurisdiction. Last year, the Bitcoin mining hash rate declined to an all time low of 58.4 million terahashes per second, as many miners were taken out of business due to the strict anti-crypto policy. What do you think about it, Robin? Uh, so let, let's talk about what, if you're not familiar with the hash rate is, basically the difficulty of the mining, for the mining rewards. So if you're a miner of Bitcoin, how, how much, graphic how much of your graphic cards do you need or the asic units which is the graphic cards that the miners use for bitcoin how much of that does it take to get the reward and this generally has a one-to-one -one correlation with the price of bitcoin so with the price of bitcoin being at forty-six thousand, the all-time high for bitcoin was at over sixty thousand. now i think there's a big gap there the hash rate is, is at all-time high, but the Bitcoin is not. But if you look at the correlation of Bitcoin and the hash rate in the past, they've moved together, which is another indication, another clue, another another chart to take a look at that says, that speaks loud, it's screaming to the walls that the pumps are coming, man. I am freaking excited. Now, uh, let's uh, uh, also take into account that the hash rate doesn't only go up over time because of of uh, the price as an example it doesn't go up over time it's, it's not it's not programmed in a way to just naturally go up what ends up happening is that these miners they get more graphics cards and they get more asic units and then in turn they the the pool of miners all have more and more graphics cards and then in turn the difficulty raises uh, marathon which is another local las vegas uh, mining company uh they are publicly traded on the new york stock exchange uh, uh a couple weeks ago uh, made an announcement that they're going to pick up another uh 200 million dollars worth of graphics cards so it's just another example of how they are 
how how just one company in itself is investing in in more graphics cards and and in turn higher hash rate but what does that mean for you the prices are coming the the, the bitcoin the 60,000 is coming the 70,000 is coming the 100,000 is coming this is the year of the bitcoin i know everybody's been talking about the $100 bitcoin and then the crash and the cycles it's coming it's coming and this is the writing on the wall so uh, what else we got Another millionaire. Here we go. Millionaire Ray Delio insists government Dalio. <laughs> Dalio Dalio insists governments could outlaw Bitcoin. So the founder of the world's largest hedge, hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates. about doing a christmas carols that you should just go ahead and lay one out for us let's get a uh let's get a rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh, uh you know what uh I'm, apparently uh adrian thinks uh, you have a sexy voice uh so uh, there is a lot more D money to come. We're really excited. We're happy to have him on the team, uh, especially since, uh, David couldn't make it. David, you are off to a great start this year, by the way. I hope you're watching. Uh, let's take a look at David's seat here. David, look at David. Uh, let me ask He's you a right question. There. How is your, how is your new year's going so far? Looks a little stagnant. Looks, if you ask me a little stale, just like his personality now. Uh, okay. So getting into Ray Dalio, uh, a little bit about, about, about who he is he's he's comes from old money he's uh uh predominant ceo well respected uh however he has been behind gold and the traditional commodities uh that's that's what he's known for that's that's what he's been behind uh now what's surprising is that he did disclose that he has a small percentage about one to two percent of his portfolio allocated to bitcoin uh so if you know anything about this this gentleman here is that he is uh, or he was against cryptocurrency he was against bitcoin for so long and it wasn't just until maybe last year that all of a sudden the narrative from this gentleman had changed uh so if you're wondering about market adoption you're wondering about where bitcoin is i don't think there is a ceo with a high profile or there's a big big investment firm that doesn't have some kind of exposure to cryptocurrency, Bitcoin to be specific. Some other companies do have Ethereum. However, uh, really, really interesting. So that, that's kind of what I took away. Uh, he also, uh, he, he, when, when he was questioned about his portfolio, he, he gave himself the name as of I'm Mr. Diversification. So uh, now that if that doesn't, what, what, when you diversify, you're usually diversifying into safe and stable assets. Uh, so with that said, a man would, that is known for having safe and stable assets is invested in Bitcoin. So that doesn't also speak to where we are in Bitcoin. Because it wasn't just but a few years ago, the narrative was Bitcoin's a Ponzi scheme. Bitcoin's going to go to zero. Bitcoin this. And now... The guy that was screaming that crap is over here holding Bitcoin talking about, I'm Mr. Diversification. You know, just like 
I'm your boy, Big Rob. You know, I give myself a name. He gives himself a name. Uh, that that it is what it is. And then, um, he uh, Dally also agrees that investors should uh, hold one to two percent of their investment in Bitcoin. And uh, so, not only is he doing it himself, but he's recommending to people out there, people that follow him, he's recommending to them to hold one to 2% of their portfolio in Bitcoin as well, which is something that the general, uh, the general public or the, the general investors here in the United States is not doing, uh, which does his other quote kind of threw me off a little bit. So he said that, uh, they outlawed gold, they've outlawed silver and so on, and they could outlaw Bitcoin. So I don't think they can outlaw, they can't outlaw Bitcoin. The Gary Gensler, the, the, the head of the SEC has already went out on a limb and said, he's not outlawing Bitcoin. He's not outlawing Ethereum. So that's, that's out of the question. And there was an uh, article I read that it would be unconstitutional for them to outlaw Bitcoin. I don't know exactly what the parameters of that would be, but apparently it's not on the table. Uh, so they can classify something as a security. However, they did say they did pass or they did pass a, uh, a statement saying that Bitcoin was actually a commodity and that it's, it trades like gold. So there's no way possible that the SEC can consider it a security at this point uh, unless something were to change. But Bitcoin, it's DeFi, it's, it's its own protocol. It's running. So anyways, ain't going to outlaw it. Just like they're not going to outlaw gold, they're not going to outlaw silver, and they're not going to outlaw Bitcoin. So uh, the dude's on the right path, but he's still uh, he's a little, still talking sense. He's got a lot of spiders up in his head or something. So uh, yeah, what else we got? Power outrages out <clears throat> outages in Russia, Irkutsk region blamed on home miners. Miners, whole reason why. So here it states, Russians mining cryptocurrency in their homes have been blamed for the problems with the electricity supply in Irkutsk. Power outages have become a frequent occurrence in the region, which maintains the lowest electricity rates in Russia. Subsidized household energy has turned mining into a source of income for many locals. What do you think about them miners, Robin? Well, it just shows that people are going to make money on crypto. Straight up. Like people are always going to make money. There's it's, it's a revolutionary technology. It's very simple. All you got to do is go down to the, the computer hardware store, pick up a graphics card, plug it in, and you can start generating money. It can also help secure the network. And it does draw a lot of power, at least for the Ethereum right now. Uh, I don't think an at home, well, I don't think as an at home miner, you can't, you can't mine Bitcoin. Uh, the network requires the hash rates too 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 large for at home. So I'm um, just under the assumption they're mining Ethereum. They could also be uh, mining uh, Raven Coin or a couple other a couple other ones as well. But here here's here's a couple a couple of things I took away from the article. Uh, so the city has actually filed 85 different lawsuits against miners. Uh, so uh, not only are they upset with the uh, with the usage, but they're actually going through litigation to have them shut off their mining rigs. 
that narrative that was in China, I think we, we discussed it a couple of times, but that narrative that they had in China where China was against the miners, China was trying to shut down the miners, and then that FUD essentially crashed the market. It's the same. This is all the writings on the wall. All the same talk is on the wall for Russia. So now that we've gotten rid of, now that China's completely cut out and completely booted all the miners out of their country. Although there are some, 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 there are a small, very small percentage of people doing it in, uh, unbeknownst to the government. However, pretty much all the miners love China. Let's get into Russia. Russia is the next China. They are going to be the next FUD. They're going to be the ones they're currently, uh, pushing to launch a CBDC just like China. And they keep, uh, uh, they keep repeating the same phrases that they're going to shut down the miners. They're, they're going to sue these miners. Uh, so just beware. I, I could see 2022. We're going to have a couple FUD articles that crash the market. Uh, I think this is the new China. This is the new FUD. Uh, also, a couple other takeaways. Uh, the consumption of power in the city of Ur Irkutsk has... That's what I said. By 108%. So let's, let's let that sit in. So in 2022, compared to 2021, they more than doubled the power supply for the entire city, all due to mining. Uh, now, you could you could assume there maybe somebody plugged in some extra refrigerators or something, but let's be real. Uh, they doubled the power because of mining. Uh, but, hey, people going to make money. And the government's going to complain and sue people. Uh, and that's that's what we got. So uh, let's see. Uh, authorities want to upgrade the... Uh, so what they're, what they're saying is that authorities in the city want to upgrade the network or they want to upgrade the power grid. Uh, so they are looking in ways to do that even though the miners are going to still do what they, they're going to do. So they are trying to bring more power to the region. Uh, but they're going to... In, they're gonna do some tax hikes or in, in, uh, incorporate some tariffs to the miners themselves. So even though they have the lawsuits, you know what? The government's gonna make their money. The governments are gonna tax them. And so uh, I like to see. I like to see how that plays out. So, all right, what's the next one? What we got? We got El Salvador's president predicts that Bitcoin will be legal tender in two more countries this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, well, he had a pretty cool tweet there too. Yeah. So he made some bold predictions. Uh, so what, what do we got for predictions here? We got Bitcoin will reach a hundred thousand this year. Two more countries will adopt it as legal tender. Third one will become a major electoral issue in U.S. elections this year. Fourth one being Bitcoin City will commence construction. Volcano bonds will be oversubscribed. And the last one, huge surprise at the Bitcoin conference. Okay, so he dangled a carrot on the huge surprise one. So uh, we'll, we'll start off at the top here. Um, let me just take a peek at the article here. Uh, so Bitcoin at 100,000. I think everybody knows that's coming. Uh, Mr. Bukele is is uh, all in on Bitcoin. Uh, he knows where the price is going to go. He's been buying in. Every time the price has dipped under 45000 he buys some more. Every time the price dips 
to 30 under 40,000, he buys some more. And then he's taking these profits and he's reinvesting it in the country. He's building schools, vet veterinary hospitals. He's he's building infrastructure throughout the city. He's give he's gifted every citizen of El Salvador uh Bitcoin. Now, you do got to take into account that the uh, you do got to take into account that the the population for El Salvador is pretty small. Uh, so it's a little easier for a country like that to give every every citizen in the country uh, Bitcoin. However, it doesn't 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 mean I'm not trying to short sell that at all. It's still freaking huge, man. You know, they were dependent on the dollar. They're dependent on on the U.S.'s handouts uh, for for running their for running their their country. Now, he also said. So Mr. Bukele said that there's going to be two countries this year that that take Bitcoin as payment or that they make it a, one of their national currencies. Uh, which countries would that be? There's the obvious choice here, which is going to be Panama. Panama also has a small population. Panama is also dependent on the dollar. That's their national currency. And so with that said, it's almost like a mirror of one another. And when you're a smaller country, it's a little easier to pass very strong legislation. It's easy to say, hey, we're going to transition from this money system or this monetary system to another one. And so I can see Panama 100%. Uh, and then another one, I know David talked about it last time he was on the show, uh, but we are thinking about having um, Brazil. If Let me tell you, if Brazil takes bitcoin that is the strongest economy in south america it is a powerhouse so if you take an entire continent south america the biggest economy brazil let's let's go brazil i speak portuguese if if brazil can can take bitcoin brazil can transition over i'm moving to brazil big big prediction here it's not gonna be sin city uh crypto it's gonna be uh uh cidad uh day uh day brazil crypto and i'm bringing david with me david what do you what do you think yeah david's gonna come that's right uh so uh what else we got oh oh, oh actually hold on uh he also did mention which is kind of kind of interesting a couple more things before we move on from this article uh so he referenced the volcano what, what, what was it it was a volcano um a bonds or something like that uh either way Volcano bonds will be oversubscribed. Volcano bonds will be oversubscribed. So, uh, I think it'll be interesting if you're not if you're not familiar with the volcanoes of El Salvador. Uh, they're using the thermal energy to mine Bitcoin, uh, and the the Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin miners, at least here in the U.S., have outperformed Bitcoin this year uh, in in their uh, evaluation. So there's been so much flooding of money into these uh, Wall Street into the wall street companies that that do bitcoin so marathon riot uh if you take the basket of all of the miners they've actually outperformed bitcoin uh probably because bitcoin kind of underperformed at the end of the year but uh either way uh that's pretty promising and if if uh, el salvador goes all in on bitcoin mining with their volcanic energy that's pretty pretty cool sounding how, how does it sound what, what would you say about about having uh volcanoes mine bitcoin is that that sound like a fairy tale or it sounds very far-fetched if you sounds ask far -fetched? me a couple of them sound a little but far -fetched. if you can power a house with a volcano i mean 
and it's not it's not make-believe i mean they're literally powering factories they're powering homes with volcanic energy why not power a graphics card uh it does sound kind of uh like a fairy tale kind of thing but it's something that's in production now uh so i'm excited to see how that builds out uh and then he also said um uh oh he has a watch out for bitcoin conference this year uh so i feel like he's teasing a big announcement so i don't know what else mr bukele could could do i don't know what what he could say that would be a little bit more groundbreaking than his country accepting bitcoin as a national currency so uh maybe he's got some up his sleeve maybe he's gonna um, this one it says he announced his plan to build the world's first bitcoin city powered by a volcano and finance by by november yeah, so, oh by so he gave, he he gave, gave a month yeah yeah he put a month on there november okay so uh and then also uh, if you're not familiar the uh big uh the bitcoin city uh basically an entire city just built around the premise of bitcoin uh where everybody transacts in bitcoin so there's there's a lot of big crypto players that are moving to el salvador there's been a lot of investment as well so they've seen a ton of money come into the country from these bitcoin maxis and people that are getting behind it and they're buying homes and they're going there and they're spending money in the in the country so there is also other benefits that have have come to uh, fruition since uh, the adoption of Bitcoin. So, all right, I think that I think that's all I got from the uh, from that article. So, what else we got? So we got another one from Robinhood uh, trading platforms. <clears throat> Upcoming launch of cryptocurrency wallets. They go on to say in mid January we will launch the wallets beta phase, which will roll out to thousands of customers from the waitlist. Uh, yeah, so there's some record amount of people waiting for the cryptocurrency wallets, uh, which for one, I don't understand why you're waiting for cryptocurrency wallets. There's thousands of wallets from very reputable sources like Coinbase and Binance, or you can go get your own DeFi wallet like the Trust Wallet or MetaMask. So for me, I'm not really too sure why people are waiting. I get it. People use Robinhood, they have their account, they're comfortable with it, they can buy some cryptocurrencies on there. Uh, however, I don't think it really changes anything. Uh, you know, instead of, I mean, I guess it's a movement forward, but I don't really necessarily trust Robinhood. I trust Robin myself, but I don't trust Robinhood. They now, rob in the hood. Yeah, you know, they, they steal from the rich and then give to the poor, but that's the premise behind Robin Hood, but I think they actually do the opposite. I think they take from they take and steal from the poor. And I'm not I'm using poor as as a reference to to the traditional phrase, but the commoners they're they're basically taxing them, and then they're uh, in turn lining the pockets of the rich people. And with the GameStop. Uh, the GameStop fiasco that happened where once the big players were losing money in the GameStop short squeeze, once, once these institutions and these, and these big hedge funds that were, that were going out and trying to make a money off of somebody else's failure. Once, once the people stood up, once the commoners stood up and they took a stand and they got behind GameStop and they didn't want to see a company go under for the simple fact that other people were hedging their bets. And they're like, hey, I mean, think about it. 
Think about what happened in that situation. If you're not familiar with GameStop, basically, big companies were betting for them to close and they were they were hedging their position, they were putting money behind it, and they were purposely trying to make the, the company go out of business. Then the people stood up. The Reddit community stood up. And these are the people now that are invested in crypto. These are the people that don't that are tired of seeing Wall Street step all over over people like me and you. And they got together and they 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 bought the stocks. They counterbalanced what, what the big wigs were doing. And then what happened? Robinhood stepped in and they suspended all, all trading. They were trying to protect the rich people here. They were trying to pr protect the old money. They're trying to protect a company that was purposely trying to bankrupt a company like GameStop. And they, and they shut it down. And then what happened? Nothing happened. The uh, government was like, oh, that's, that's not right. We're going to look into it. They didn't do nothing. So uh, for me, I don't understand why people want to use Robinhood. It's and, and, and it's in most basic form, Robinhood is a stock trading application. So that's what, that's what they were built for. And then they just tried to take advantage of other people by offering Dogecoin and Bitcoin and Ethereum. And even that, you don't own any of it. You just buy the rights to it. So if I buy some Dogecoin on Robinhood, they go out and they, they purchase some and hold it in their own wallet. And then in turn, they're making tons of money off of this. There's a reason. There is a reason Robinhood is free. It's free to, to the users, not because they're being generous. It's because they're, they're taking people's money and they're, they're just freaking, they're selling your information. They're selling your data, but they take your money. Let's just say there's billions of dollars invested in Dogecoin through their platform. You, you don't think that they're, they're basically earning some staking from that. You don't think they're lending it out. You don't think that they're, they're, they're making money off of your investment, which is all the reason to have a crypto wallet. Now they have a crypto wallet coming. That's what they're building. But even then, if you keep your coins on their wallet, it's still the same thing. They still custody it. It's still theirs because it's just like a Coinbase wallet. It's just like any other exchange. If you have, if you use Coinbase and you don't remove your coins from the exchange, they own it and they can do what they please with it. So uh, I'm just tired of Robinhood. I think they're crooks. I don't like their shady business practices. They're not a crypto trading platform. I don't know why people are waiting for the crypto wallet. It's not going to change anything. And I guess you can remove your coins if you want to, but let's be real. If you're using Robinhood, you're probably never going to remove your coins from, from their platform anyways. So it's just a facade. It's smoke and mirrors. They're just up to their normal business practices. So, well, they went on to say, we will be rolling out some additional security features for crypto tr transactions. These include multi-factor authentication in app. So we know it's you when you initiate a transfer and transaction checks to better understand the risk of where coins are being sent. You and David talked about that uh, the other day. Yeah, so, I mean, I you can't make a new wallet. You can't, you can't roll out something like that and not have security features. Uh, but what they're trying to advertise here is that they're gonna go above and beyond to protect their, their customers or their, their guests, but it's they're not doing anything revolutionary here. A two-factor authentication is standard. Uh, it's like it's like a bank. It's like a bank saying, "Hey, we're going to offer you 
and uh, you're going to be able to balance your 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 checking account and your savings account you can access it through the internet and you know what we're going to do we're going to give you a password to log in we're gonna we're gonna make sure that the servers are protected like that's standard bro like everybody does that two-factor authentication that's basically just a password like that's it it's a password on your phone so once again it's all smoke and mirrors they're trying to they're trying to give this illusion that they're they're giving you some kind of unique product nobody else has it's just basically the standard of a wallet they're making you a wallet and then now you got two-factor authentication and they're gonna they're they're not they're not they're not uh they're not going to insure your wallet at all so if you mess up and you send your tokens from the wallet to an incorrect address and your tokens get burned you're out of luck they're not they're not backing that up uh, basically they're just going to give you some education two-factor authentication nothing new here it's just smoke and mirrors man smoke and mirrors tired of robin hood let's go coinbase binance just just use those you know it, i like other platforms but just if you're new to crypto just coinbase and binance just go there and and be done with it that's it you got any more articles hmm. all right uh so let's take a look at the um the markets All right, a little market analysis here today. Uh, so if there is any project you want me to take a look at, uh, just put it down in the chat and then I'll uh, take a peek at that as well. Uh, I, I, it's just kind of weird. We don't we don't have Stereo 2 in the chat today or Sean. Uh, they're usually uh, behind some, some cool projects. So let's just take a look at the uh, Bitcoin. So... Let me just refresh this, make sure it's all up to date. It's about 46,600. We'll take a peek at the Bitcoin chart. Let's take a look at the seven day. Uh, so let's see where we're at. We were uh, over 51,000 just a week ago. Uh, we've been in the downward trend, bouncing around 55, uh, 45 and 47,000, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, so... You did have a lot of sell-offs in Bitcoin over the the end of the year. Uh, a lot of that came for tax purposes. Uh, and now that we're into a fresh year, not the best start, but definitely week two and week three of the month should see a reversal. Uh, we're going to just take a quick peek at where we're at in the cycle, or at least for the year. Uh, so... Uh, we did start the year at, so since it's 2022, uh, the first first Monday of the year, we'll just kind of take a peek at where Bitcoin was last year and what we can expect. Uh, so we did see all-time highs at 68,000, and Bitcoin started pretty much at all-time low, 35,000. So we're still, still sitting pretty good as far as Bitcoin goes. Uh, and then, oh, we got Leon in the chat. What's up? Coinbase can manipulate... Uh, one coin portfolio. Okay. What's up, Leon? And what's up, Tara? Uh, so forty-six thousand. I definitely can see us getting getting past the all-time high in the next two months, probably next month, honestly. Uh, and then let's take a quick peek at the rest of the market. Ethereum sitting at thirty-seven hundred. 
I, it is under 4,000. I think 4,000 is going to be a very tough resistance mark for Ethereum. It was over 4,000 for so long. It's kind of disappointing to see where it is, but let's be real. Uh, they have been pushing back the Ethereum 2.0 where they move over to proof of stake. They keep pushing it back over and over again. And with that said, uh, you know, we started at uh, 4,000. So anyways, they keep pushing it back. People are getting tired. The network is slow and people are using other networks. People are using Solana. People are using Avalanche. That's why you've seen all of these layer one DeFi protocols pumping so much lately. Uh, and then, uh, so let's just take a quick peek at the last three months where Ethereum has been. Uh, so we've been as high as 4,800. I think that's, that's, that is the all time high, 4,800 wanted to see ethereum break 5000 if you want to see ethereum break 5000 drop a 5k in the chat uh just to, just to, just to give because your boy got a lot of your boy got a lot of ethereum ethereum is one of my favorite projects uh that and um polygon and matic is really juicy right now just for the simple fact that ethereum is lagging behind with its development uh going into the rest of the chart here we got solana at 170 cardano 134 big things coming out of us uh, cardano cardano at 134 is a very good buy i know we keep harping on this but i could definitely see cardano over two dollars in the next few weeks or next few months and next next two months so uh, i definitely see that let's just take just take a peek at where what cardano has done this year uh so uh it did have all-time highs at i think it was like three dollars and doesn't doesn't show here but i did see on some of the exchanges uh three dollar and like 20 cent cardano just says three dollars here but uh basically all-time highs right at three we did start the year out so don't get it twisted. You want to talk about a project straight pumping? We started the year out of the 22 cent Cardano. It traded uh, under 40 cents throughout January. And then for almost half a year, it was under $1.50. Uh, so I think, I think it's a great time. Traded at $2 for a few months here. Uh, but smart contracts are live. Sunday swap, Sunday swap. I'm telling you, man, Sunday swap is going to be huge. The one thing that's missing from Cardano is the implementation of a of a Dex that has that everybody's using. Uh, the Sunday swap uh, platform. Really excited behind it. They've launched their. They've already launched their public beta, so people are using it right now. They're not using it to transact actual dollars, but people are using it at the moment. So, uh, really excited with that. Uh, let's see what else we got in the chat here. We got uh, oh, Justin says five k. Let's go, uh, Justin. How much? Uh, how much? How much Ethereum you got? If you don't mind me asking. And then we got um, uh, Leon said he bought ten quant. Do you think it'll be a good long term hold? And what do you think is better to buy, Solana or Avalanche? So let's take a quick peek at Quant because he, he uh, asked first. So actually, I think we were going to do a deep dive on Quant. That should be in the works. So let's see. Quant sitting at number 65 on the market cap list at $181 uh, with 
12 million in circulation. Uh, so the circulating supply looks good. The market cap at 2 billion is pretty good for something with, uh, that holds this much weight. Uh, we'll take a quick peek at the market, see what the liquidity looks like. Coinbase, KuCoin, Binance, uh, no Binance.us, but you got Coinbase, Uniswap, KuCoin. So uh, liquidity is good for that. Uh, and then let's take a quick peek at their website. Connecting all the world's distributed ledgers faster and more efficient. Okay. So it looks like a, a cross bridge platform. David knows a lot. David, didn't you do a lot of research on quant? No research. None? Okay. Hey, never mind. I thought David did a lot of research on Quant. Okay, let's take a let's take a quick peek. Uh, so when I when I'm taking a look at different projects, I am looking at the one month and the one year. Uh, the one month is more of an indication of where the price could go in the short term, and the one year is more or less an indication of where the price will be long term. So uh, in the one month chart, is pretty much traded around two hundred dollars or just shy of it. Uh, we were as high as two hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, so I like to look at the uh, one month chart, as long as it's not an anomaly, which it's not, uh, the one month chart at 220. So that is a very realistic number to reach again. Uh, so at $180, uh, you're talking a, uh, about a 30% gain there. So, uh, about 30% to be made on that on the short term and all time highs sitting around $400 for quant, uh, and it being under 200. I could easily see within the next one to two years getting a quick 2x out of this. Uh, it is a top project, so don't see any risk in that. So I don't know. I, I could see a two to three x out of this in the next year or so. So that's how I feel about that. Now, uh, and then we also had a question Solana or Avalanche? I think Solana just because it has a larger community. So if I were to, if I had to invest in either Solana or Avalanche, uh, Solana has been uh, as high as two hundred and twenty dollars or two thirty, I think, uh, in the past, sitting at a dollar seventy. A uh, very, very big community. They have overtaken Cardano as far as the lead and the most staking. So the community is staking their tokens. They're hodling long-term. There is tons of NFTs being built out on it. Solana is an extremely fast blockchain. They've had a couple hiccups with the security of the network, uh, with the network kind of going down in the past, uh, which is normal for blockchains, especially one that's new and coming to the marketplace. Uh, so uh, I think, I think there's gonna be some big things, not to short sell avalanche at all. Just right now, there's just so much behind Solana. Uh, I think I could easily see avalanche overtaking Solana. However, I, I think it's more likely that Solana will hold its, its hold on the market cap. And I think they're going to only grow their community even further than it is now. And the longer it takes for Ethereum to upgrade and to become faster, the more time it gives these other platforms like Solana and Avalanche uh, to time to move up. So, uh, and then we got, let's see, uh, what's a better book? Okay, NFTs and, okay, Justin has eight NFTs. Good job. Uh, XRP or XLM. Uh, I'm gonna go, I, I think your safer bet would be XLM. 
Uh, just keep in mind that XLM is is essentially a fork of XRP. Uh, it is it, the the same founders or the one of the co-founders of XRP founded XLM. It's another payment and uh, transfer rail that banking systems can use and other corporations. Uh, XLM does have the MoneyGram partnership, which is absolutely huge because MoneyGram is damn near in every country in the world. Uh, so if you're not familiar with MoneyGram, kind of like the Western Union, you know, you can send money to people overseas. Uh, now it's done cheaper, faster, and more efficient uh, due to the help of XLM. Uh, this was a partnership that was gonna fall that that was gonna that was in the works with XRP, and then of course with the lawsuit with the SEC, uh, that they basically MoneyGram switched over, went to XLM, and used them instead. Something that's gonna keep happening. There's gonna be partnerships that were going to XRP that are gonna go to XLM over time if this SEC lawsuit thing isn't resolved. You gotta think. MoneyGram is a company that that is founded here in the United States. So they can't go and partner with somebody in a lawsuit with the SEC. So yeah, right now XLM is looking good. Now, if you're looking for a moonshot, you're looking to get some money, you're looking to you're looking to take a little bit more risk. There's not too much downside with XRP. It's not like the US is going to just straight up ban XRP. Oh, they're not going to ban Ripple from, you know, they're not going to sue Ripple to death and to the point to where they have to close and shut down the network. The network's not going to close. Uh, XRP is functional throughout the world. People are using it every day. The network is up. It's running. Uh, it just, once their lawsuit settles, uh, which I think it is January 19th is when the XRP lawsuit uh, has the, the expiration for the continuation. Anyways, January in about three weeks, we're going to know what the hell's going on with XRP. More than likely, they'll just delay it some more. But hey, who knows? Maybe there'll be a resolution. And I'm excited for that. Algorand or Hedera, uh, which one's a little, uh, better long term hold? I go Algorand. Uh, Hedera's got a lot of promise. Uh, Hedera Hashgraph, we did do a uh, deep dive on that one, but uh, didn't didn't get received very well through the community. Uh, they do have some centralization issues, which nobody wants to believe uh, uh, in their community. But that's, uh, that's for another story. Uh, but no, I think Algorand, uh, they, uh, they have probably one of the best teams. Uh, I think it's uh, Silvio Marcali. Is he, is he, is that Avalanche or is that, anyways. Whoever's behind Algorand, huge, huge player in the space. And basically, they're, they're layer one blockchains doing things nobody else is doing. They're powering uh, other blockchains and other networks. So uh, lots of big partnerships, uh, very fast and scalable. Uh, it's a proof of, uh, uh, proof of uh, stake consensus. So really excited for that. And then let's take a quick look at the at the top gainers for the day. Uh, so we have VLX as the top gainer for the day, up 15%. Uh, I'm not too familiar with, uh, not too familiar with VLX, but VLX is, uh, it's an EVM chain. Uh, EVM is uh, Ethereum uh, virtual machine. So they help, they basically help uh, secure the network there. Uh, so think of maybe, almost like a roll up or something, but basically it's, it's a chain that, that works with Ethereum. Uh, not too familiar with secret. I'll take a look into this and if they're still in the top 100, uh, 
by tomorrow. I'll have a little bit more insight on it. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Secret. Uh, but then we got all the normal guys. We got Phantom and Cosmos, both up right around 10%. Uh, near Protocol, which has been pumping all month. Uh, we actually have a Near Protocol deep dive that we're going to be putting up on the website uh, or on YouTube tomorrow. So take a look out for that. Uh, let's take a look. Look at look at this chart, though, man. Look at this chart. We were as low as thirteen dollars. Ooh, just in a month, seven bucks to fifteen dollars for something as big as this project. Uh, tons of uh, oh, it's time to restart. Uh, no, oh, wait, thank you. Uh, so we have tons of volume here. Uh, compared to where it was, it's double double the volume being traded. And it's went from seven bucks to 15. It's looking juicy. Started at a dollar this year. Uh, I, it's probably not the best time to get into near. If, if it was me, I, 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 I do like near. If you're not familiar, near is another layer one blockchain. Uh, they also have a very good team. So very comparable to like avalanche, Algorand, Solana. Uh, so uh, it's just to be seen which one of these platforms will take the lead, but I don't see why near couldn't, but I would expect to pull back. I think $10 is a good time to get into this project. Uh, sitting at 15, I, I'll, I'd bet my house that this will, will pull back to $10 sometime in the next couple months. Uh, and then, because you know, we're in Vegas, my betting man, I will put the house up now. Let's see what else we got. Um, so cosmos is looking pretty good. Cosmos is up $38 Cosmos. I remember when Cosmos was trading around $20 for the longest time. Uh, so, and then Kadena down, let's take a look at some of the losers. Kadena down 5%. You know, this is actually pretty bullish with Bitcoin sitting at 46,000 where, where, where it's been for, for quite some time. Uh, Bitcoin sitting at 46,000, which not very favorable, but if you look at the top gainers versus the top losers, predominantly the market is 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 trending upward so what does this say to me it says that altcoins are pumping and what happens when bitcoin trades sideways the altcoins start moving uh just another indication here you're getting a lot of green uh with the biggest losses just being five percent in cadena and hedera here as well avalanche so well there we go uh well that's all i got for the markets anyone else uh anybody else in the chat want me to check anything else out no all right all right guys well that's gonna be it for the market i do want to just say that i am very excited for the year i'm excited for what 2022 is gonna bring i do not believe that we are any that we are we are going through these four-year cycles any longer uh, i think those days are done what what ended the cycle was oh well of course you had the blow off top you would have a big parabolic gain and then you'd have you'd have a huge sell-off but a lot of the sell-off was that majority of the investors in cryptocurrency and the majority of the investors in bitcoin were afraid that there's this big narrative that bitcoin would go to zero bitcoin's not here to stay bitcoin's whatever so you had a lot of people exiting their position they're just looking for profit so you buy bitcoin at a certain price or you buy a crypto at a certain price and then you get some parabolic gains out of it. You cash out because you don't really believe it's going to be here for a long time. You're just trying to make some money. Those days are gone. So no longer are we having these huge parabolic run-ups. We, we're, we're getting big pushes in the bull market. But we're no longer having 
we're, we're no longer going to go from Bitcoin from 2000 to, you know, 40,000 in the span of like two months. Like things are happening more gradual. The volatility is being shaken out and that's to be expected. So as the market grows, as the market goes into fruition, as it, it evolves, the volatility becomes less and less, just like a cheap stock. If you have a company that has a very low evaluation, the price of the company or the price of the stock can move drastically from one end to the other. Can't That doesn't happen with Apple. That doesn't happen with Google. Yes, the price may go up over time. However, you're not going to wake up one day and your $400 stock in Apple is now going to be $120. It's just too much money is invested in the project that it just can't move that much. And the same thing is true with Bitcoin. Uh, so as more institution buy a Bitcoin, as more of these CEOs like Ray Dalio, like we discussed earlier, uh, put a portion of their portfolio into Bitcoin, as this happens, less and less volatility. There is less Bitcoin in circulation. There's less Bitcoin being mined. There's less Bitcoin going out into the market. And with that said, there's going to be less selling. And the days are gone of the four-year cycle. And now we have just price movements within certain windows. And as the trend has been in the last eight months or so, or nine months, we've gone into these little three-month cycles where we pump for one month, pull back for two or three, and then we continue on again. Uh, I think outside of a black swan event, where some country will straight up ban a cryptocurrency or you have the passing of an ETF or with the rate hike, the rate hike of the interest rates uh, outside of something of that nature or just a straight up Wall Street crash or the, the market crash for the global for the for the global e uh, economy outside of something like that. Cryptocurrency is now more stable and it is a more secure investment. So there's no need to liquidate everything because you think Bitcoin's gonna drop to $3,000. No longer are we in those days. So very excited about what 2022 is gonna bring. Stereo 2 made it. Stereo 2, where you been at, man? Happy New Year. Hello, everyone. Uh, Stereo 2, uh, tell David uh, Happy New Year because I know you missed it. There's David right there. So uh, David, David is off to a great start this year. He is uh, very animated. Very quiet. Yeah, finally. He's, he's got nothing but that dumbass smile on his face all day. Uh, it's been very quiet in here, you know. I haven't heard any stupid jokes or anything like that. So, uh, no, well, David will be here tomorrow. So we're excited to have him back in the studio. We'll get back to our normal grind uh, that everyone here is familiar with. Uh, so uh, I would just make fun of myself, but it just seems kind of weird. So, um Anyways, uh, that's all I got. Well, thank you so much for checking us out. If you haven't already liked the video or if you're not subscribed, uh, we're really excited to, to bring you onto the team. So subscribe, join us, hang out with the team, uh, and then we're all going to grow together. Uh, we're going to take this channel mainstream. You're going to see us on CNN one day. So, all right, well, until next time, that's all I got. <laughs>